Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Over the weekend, everybody, of course, particularly across social media, was talking about the brutal stabbing of a young teenager in Cork in a suburb and it's believed to have been sparked after he refused to give his attacker two euro for bus fare. Uh, there has been widespread condemnation of the attack on the boy at the housing estate in Carrigan Line and further outrage that it was videoed and posted on social media. And I'll be honest with you, I came across it yesterday on social media and it's extremely disturbing to watch. And by the way, the young lady, I don't know who you are, I think it may be his girlfriend who put herself between the knife or whatever implement it was they were using. Uh, somebody else suggested it was a bottle or something like that between the bottle and the knife. And this young man who was on the ground fighting for his life, that woman who put herself, or that young lady who put herself in between the, the two, the aggressor and obviously the victim, um, she deserved a medal. Absolutely, she deserves a medal. She saved his life. She was a hero. And I just want to acknowledge that. But... Um, it does come in the line of many attacks across Cork over the weekend and over the last few days, which is quite concerning. And to talk to me a little bit more about it is the Cork Lord Mayor, uh, John Sheen. John, good afternoon to you. Morning, now. I, I, I put up on Twitter yesterday, not the video itself, obviously, when we're discouraging people from spreading the video, but I did put up that I had viewed the video, uh, unfortunately, because it's an extremely disturbing uh, video to watch. Very, very disturbing to watch this young man fighting for his life. Um, and obviously somebody has been arrested. Somebody has, is being charged for that particular crime. Um, but in relation to what's happening, I mean, I mean, this is outrageous, isn't it, John? It, it certainly is, you know, and um, it really shocked everyone. I didn't see the, the video myself, and, and, and like yourself, I deliberately tried to avoid seeing things like that because they, they do shock you and stay with you. But I have a 17-year-old son, and he saw it, you know, it was yeah. um, it was spreading around, and they were on their phones all the time, and, uh, you know, and they saw it, and he was very shocked um, by it. And something like this, you know, that happens, and it makes every parent, you know, nervous about their kid going out. It's summer. People have a lot of energy now. They want to get out in the boat. Um, and for something like this to be uh, happen is completely shocking and absolutely unacceptable, you know. But, but um, thankfully, the Garda Shikana have the people responsible. Well, they believe they have the people responsible, obviously, for this particular crime. Um, but in relation to what's been happening in the area, I mean, this is not the only video going around. There are many others as well of other attacks now, I don't know whether it's just because social media is around nowadays and we're seeing them, and then maybe this was there all the time, I don't know. Um, but it never seemed to be like that, maybe, you know, in the last five or six years. It just seems to be getting worse. And by the way, Cork is not the only place this is happening. In Dublin, we've seen a lot of gangs lately across Dublin, and again, it going up on social media as some sort of, I suppose, they put it up on social media like some sort of conquest. Yeah, and there certainly seems to be a trend now of doing this, of videoing it and putting it up almost like a trophy or a boast, um, which is, you know, really, really disturbing. And I know there have been calls nationally for uh, legislation and that there should be some obligation on the social media platform to, to regulate this. It's very hard to do that, but certainly I think they'd have some obligation, you know, to stop some of these things, go, you know, being shared and viewed. Because the other difficulty is that this may affect the trial that may happen uh, further down the line and it may be very hard to get prosecution if all these videos are shown and all these comments. People may legitimately make the argument that they're unable they can't get to get a fair trial. trial. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You know, so we need to, um, we absolutely need, I think, some regulation uh, in terms of these. And also for the families 
of the people who, you know, of, of the boy who was attacked, for, for, for that to be on social media and to be shared and co- I'm sure their comments and things like that, that's very, very upsetting for them. Yeah, I, I know the boy himself, his friend has been on social media, um, his best friend, and basically said that um, he wanted people to stop commenting online in relation to why they believe the attack happened. Um, as far as he's concerned, the attack was sparked basically over a two euro of bus fare. Uh, and that seems to have been the case according to the victim himself, uh, according to his friend who seems to be getting a lot of attention on social media at the moment as well. But in relation to, to what's happening generally, although they are, you know, as you rightly said, putting it up on social media as a trophy, do you believe there's more of this happening lately than there was in the past? Um, I don't necessarily do. If you look at the statistics, you know, we have the policing forum meetings here uh, every few months and they, they show, you know, report the crimes and things. If you go back over the last few years, there, you know, there always is, unfortunately, a certain level of crime. Well, what tends to happen now is because these incidents are quite shocking and they're videoed, the amount of exposure that they get is probably much higher than they would have uh, um, a few years ago. And, you know, people know about it. For instance, you know, if this perhaps was in the year before social media, I don't know, would my son have heard about it or he might have heard about it down the line? Now they hear about it that night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think our awareness of it is probably much higher. Now, the, the good thing about that and that it provokes a reaction and it provokes us to respond as, you know, as a city and, uh, you know, as the guard. Well, it's and, also uh, evidence for the guard of Sheikh Khan too, I suppose, in some sense as well. It is. It, part it, it of certainly it. is. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, the, the mindset that you would, you know, attack someone in, in, in a town or city and, you know, feel that, you know, want to video and record it and, and put it up online, the mind boggles at, uh, at the mindset for someone who feels that that's an appropriate thing to do, I have to say. I mean, do you believe there's a cultural shift? And I don't mean any particular type of culture. I'm just talking about a cultural shift in the way young people are acting and behaving. Um, you know, when I see a video of somebody, say for example, in this instance, stabbing somebody and almost getting pleasure from it, which seems to be the case because they, during the video people will see that they're laughing or somebody kicking somebody's head in on a street and laughing as they're doing it. I don't remember that in my day. I don't know how old you are, John. But I mean, it was something almost that if you did kick somebody's head in, which I never did in my life, it was quite shameful, you know, something like that. But there almost seems to be a a cultural change in society where this kind of thing is becoming the norm. Um, I don't I I, I don't think there's a huge culture change, I have to be honest with you. I I remember when I'm 53 and I remember when I was younger, most people are fine. There was always a few people who got a bit of a kick out of doing things like this, a very, very small minority, and you were very aware of them in your locality, you kind of avoided them, and, you know, there was always... There was always gangs, yes, there was always gangs. And now maybe perhaps the level of violence is maybe a little bit more, the sort of the gloating and the notoriety, I suppose, the attraction of that. And, is, and, is social you know, media responsible for that, I suppose, yes. I, yeah, it's responsible for it. Like, I think people feed off this a bit more and than, than, than they certainly used to because back in, you know, back in the day, what used to happen is someone's notoriety, they're only notoriety in their own little area. Now you, you're sort of recognised and you've talked about and things like that much, much more. And sometimes that can be attractive to people. Mm. So I think we need to watch that. And I think certainly the social media platforms are going to have to start stepping up a lot more in terms of uh, regulations. You know, if you say something inappropriate here now, you know, your show and the station are responsible, likewise with newspapers and newsprint, uh, and you have to be very fair and balanced. You know, online, it's more of a free-for-all, and anything can happen, and I think there has to be some 
some balance in, in that because um, we all know people who have suffered from, say, racist abuse online, from, you know, endless bullying online. And, you know, we, we need certainly to look at how we regulate that. Yeah, and and it's and I just want to be fair to all those listening to that racism happens in all uh, walks of life in different ways. I mean, I'm, look, I suppose if we look around the world as at the moment, I suppose it is one of the number one topics. Before you go, John, I hate to put you on the spot, and I am going to put you a little bit on the spot. Um, I am a little bit later on going to be talking about the removal of this statue in the United Kingdom, the 17th century slave trader, uh, Edward Colliston. Now, there's also Colliston Tower. There's an area called Colliston. There's Colliston Street, Colliston Avenue. Um, so it's quite a famous area. And I suppose it reflects what would have been happening in the 17th century when this guy was a slave trader. Now, I suppose Priti Patel in the UK, uh, the Home Secretary, has said this is nothing but thuggery and vandalism and completely unacceptable, whereas the Black Lives Matter movement and the protesters believe that it's fair game. We could ask the same question in Ireland. When we look at Ireland, for example, a lot of our historical monuments, statues, and particularly in Cork, a lot of streets uh, are named after British imperialism, which a lot of people don't remember in a very positive way. I mean, would you condemn the likes of that behaviour, defacing, say, road signs that may... Well, I know in Cork you had that going back a couple of years ago. Defacing road signs, for example, that may happen to have British imperialist names or monuments that would be British imperialist. Um, did you condemn that type of behaviour? Um, I, I would really, yeah, because um, our history is multi-layered and it's going to change over, you know, as, um, as we go on. And what we need to do is understand history, not tear out the pages of history, but understand it and, uh, and, and move on. And, you know, we have, for instance, uh, big barracks here in the city and a lot of the, the buildings around there reflect that Waterloo water Terrace, Windsor Terrace. A lot of the names come from that period. But likewise loads of housing estates that were built in the 40s and 50s have religious names. Are we suddenly going to change them because we're perhaps a bit more secular now? So, you know, you can gauge the age of parts of the city, whether it's Dublin, Cork or Waterford or wherever, by the history of the city. And I don't think we should just tear all that out um, I think, I think I it's think important we that we remember it. we remember why it's negative, I suppose, but um, particularly when you talk about slave traders in the United Kingdom, of course. Um, you know, it's important that we look at those sort of statues and say we never want to revisit that. For example, when we look at the concentration camps in Poland, which are still open for people as a reminder of what happened, uh, you know, during the Holocaust. I mean, they're horrible places where six million people died, but we don't burn them down. We don't close them down. We leave them there as a reminder and a memorial to what happened. I mean, in this statue of Edward Colliston, um, you know, I mean, as a reminder of what happened in the 17th century, I, I don't, I, I don't Absolutely. get. Absolutely, um, Bristol was one of the centres of slave trade, and if you eliminate all that, you conveniently forget about it. When by having it there and having discussions and having things there, you can say, you know, this is what happened here. This is what our history showed. This is what our thing, and you open that discussion, which I think is um, uh, a, a bit more appropriate. I don't, you know, obviously you don't glorify it. Which I think you have to, you know, to ignore it, I think, is, is, is inappropriate because you have to discuss, open up the debate, talk about it, why it is the case, etc. And I yeah. think that's the way to go. And, and, and I do believe it's important that we all don't get involved in thuggery. Look, if you genuinely have a grievance and you want a, a statue removed, you can do, go down the kind of online petition route or petition your local TDs or candidates or whatever it happens to be. But tearing it down is probably not the answer anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right, listen, thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Coral, Lord thanks, thanks John Sheen. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.